days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, the game preview show. That's right, 49ers versus the Bears. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait for this game. Week one is here. Kickoff is here. I'm going to talk about this game and the 49ers matchups, of course, against the Chicago Bears. I'm going to go through some key matchups on offense, some key matchups on defense, and also give wild that's bold predictions. And then at the end of the show, going to predict who I think is going to win and what the final score will be. But there's a lot of things to go over when you're talking about 49ers versus Bears. Of course, 49ers are dealing with some injury uh, woes a little bit. George Kittle dealing with a hamstring. Daniel, uh, I'm sorry, with a groin. Daniel Brunskill dealing with a hamstring. You have injuries there. You lost Jimmy Ward from that secondary. The 49ers are only carrying three safeties right now on the active 53-man roster. Somebody will probably get elevated. So there's decisions that need to be made there. They're starting a rookie nickel corner, it looks like, in Samuel Womack. They're starting a rookie right guard in Spencer Burford. They're starting a second-year guy with no playing experience in uh, Aaron Banks. There's a lot of things that are going to happen in this football game. We're going to get a a really good idea of who this interior offensive line is and how the 49ers want to manage the back end. They did not sign Jaquiski Tart, even though he's available. Uh, So there's a lot of things that need to go into that. And we're going to get into a lot of those things today and talk about some of the players from each team that really stand out, including young offensive players for the Chicago Bears that are very talented. They got some really good players, including a very talented running back and, of course, Darnell Mooney, who can stretch the field and make plays. Somebody that if you've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. You know, I was super high on in one of the very first podcasts I ever did that was only available on audio version. So, yeah, there's a lot that we're going to get to talk about. And, of course, it's just week one. And the season is finally here. We've made it through the entire offseason. We've made it through all the processes. And when we get to it at 10 a.m. Pacific time, it's going to be kickoff. And the 49 season is going to be full go. And that's what we're really excited to get into. I cannot wait for this. So let's go over some of the key players, of course, you know, that are going to be making an impact for the Chicago Bears. Guys that you're going to need to manage during this game. And I think it has to start with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is an absolutely fantastic player. Uh, of course, drafted in the same draft class as Trey Lance. And there's been a conversation that maybe he's not exactly happy with the 49ers for going ahead and passing on. Who could blame him, right? I mean, they had great you know, meetings. He had familiarity with Kyle Shannon. He fit the offensive scheme. But the 49ers you know, decided to go a different route, decided to go with Trey Lance. And now Justin Fields ended up in a different type of situation. Of course, last year with Matt Nagy uh, and and that coaching staff. And then there's a change. Here comes Everfluss. Here comes, you know, uh, Getze uh, over from Green Bay. It's a similar system now. So now he's in that Kyle Shanahan sort of system. Of course, the floor system so similar there in Green Bay. You're getting that kind of system. And then you're getting Indianapolis's influx of defense. But I think this system does do a lot for Justin Fields. It helps him going to be able to rely on the run game of David Montgomery. He's going to get it going a lot. Uh, they're going to you know, use other running backs as well, I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to see some of Khalil Herbert 
Uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to see these guys try to establish the run game against the 49ers defense, and that is what they're going to do to try to get some of the pressure off of Justin Fields. Fields will move the pocket. Fields will throw outside. You know, when he gets outside on the little waggle plays, there's a lot of things for Justin Fields to be able to take advantage of. And he's got skilled players like Cole Komet, uh, like Darnell Mooney, who we talked about earlier, that can make plays. Now, we don't know about Pringle yet. We don't know if Pringle's going to be healthy, but they got speed all along the skill players. Question marks could be along the offensive line where they're starting very, very young players. And that's always that's always makes you nervous, right? When you're starting a rookie left tackle like Braxton Jones against the likes of Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and Samson Ebucom, you have to be somewhat concerned. But they have a you know great players like Cody Whitehair along that offensive line as well. So it's going to be interesting. Looking forward to talking about all of this. But let's get into the first matchup, and I'm going to start with the key matchup on offense versus the Bears front seven. The reason I picked the front seven for the Bears is because they got Roquan Smith. So they've got great players like Robert Quinn that's going to be setting the edge. And Quinn had a good game against the San Francisco 49ers last year on Halloween. And those guys are going to be tasked with stopping this 49ers run game. And in Indianapolis, Eberflus was all about stopping run games. That top 10 defense in doing that. And they use a lot of upfront uh, stunts and that uh, defensive line be able to cause confusion and stop the run game. He will also dedicate an eighth guy to the box. He'll bring a safety up. All right, it was George Odom that was in Indianapolis last year who didn't miss a tackle in the box when he did play. They like to bring guys up. They like to force your hand and make you throw the football. And I think early on, that's what they want to do to Trey Lance. Make Trey Lance prove that he can beat them by throwing the football. You throw in the effects of the weather where there could be up to 17-mile-an-hour winds with a close to 50% chance of rain. This could change this game uh, on both sides of the football. Both teams might be willing to let the run games dictate the, dictate the tempo. No, that's what the 49ers want to do anyways, right? When you have young players like Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford, uh, you want to take a lot of pressure off. And one of the ways you take a pressure off an offensive line, have them moving forward, have them running the football. Uh, it, it changes the attitude. Anytime you're not constantly uh, in pass protection sets, you're going forward, you're more aggressive. That aggressive style leads to big plays. You're also welcoming back Elijah Mitchell. So if this 49ers offensive line, Mike McGlinchey returns at right tackle, crossing my fingers, and Trent Williams at left tackle will stabilize this offensive line, we have the question marks on the inside. Spencer Burford, Aaron Banks, and, of course, Jake Brendel. And Brendel's going to get his first start for the 49ers, and let's see what he can do. So far, those guys together have worked pretty good. But this will be the first time we'll see all five together in a non-practice setting. Of course, I saw them at practice handle themselves pretty good, but I want to see how they're able to handle this Colts pressure and the Colts upfront stunts against the run and against the pass. That is going to be interesting. Now, if the Warriors can establish this run game and they want to run the ball 30 to 35 times during this game, and if they can do that, it will allow Trey Lance to throw the ball under 20 times and have high percentage passes that he can complete. I think that's Kyle Shanahan's uh, formula for winning this game, getting this offensive line moving forward. Uh, that will allow them to run those play-action plays. That will allow this offensive line to be able to move on slide protect, move horizontally, and not have to get in traditional kick slides. Avoid third and long situations. That is a key. Uh, and I, I think that as long as they can get this run game going, they have an opportunity to beat. Chicago Bears. If the Bears are able to do what you know Everflus's defenses have done in in the past, 
and they're able to stop the 49ers run game, it will make it very difficult on Trey Lance in his first start as 49ers quarterback 2022. Of course, he had two starts last year, but in 2022. Have to remember, though, the 49ers do have a tremendous amount of weapons that are surrounding Trey Lance that are going to put him in a really good situation. Debo Samuel's the, the all-you-can-do back. Look at him, and I'm saying back because he's a wide back, right? He can play wide receiver. He can he can do it in the backfield. He goes in motion. All eyes are on Debo Samuel. He's going to get a tremendous amount of focus from this Bears defense. I look for Kyle Shanahan to use him in that in that way. Of course, Brandon Ayuk has been ascending. Look for him to take another step forward. He's a guy that can make an impact on this team. And then you added in Ray Ray McLeod, the seed of Danny Gray, and of course Jawan Jennings that can convert on third down. And I think the Four Years offense has the weapons. However, you don't want Trey Lance to have to throw the ball 25 to 30 times, not to mention the weather, uh, but also in his first start. Let his nerves kind of calm down. Let him settle into it. Plus, we got to let Kyle Shanahan settle in because he's going to be going against a defense that is a little bit different. Because even though you know what the defense wants to run strategically, uh, you don't know how they're going to use certain players because it does change by which players you have and how they match up. So I think that's what we're getting from this key matchup. Can the 49ers offensive line dictate tempo and overall take over the line of scrimmage? If they take over the line of scrimmage, the 49ers have an opportunity to run the ball 30 to 35 times, get Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr. going, and uh, kind of shorten this game, make it easier on the defense, and allow Trey Lance to settle in. That is the key on offense for the 49ers. On defense, it's not much different. I'm staying in the trenches. Trenches, monsters of the Bay. The 49ers uh, defensive line, as monsters of the Bay, they've got to go get it done. Those guys got to stop Chicago Bears' run game. It's it's very similar. Each other's game plans you know, is going to be probably pretty similar in this week uh, because Justin Fields, I watched a lot of his preseason games. When that run game got going and he was able to move the pocket on play action and get outside the pocket, Tremendous vision, being able to find guys, nice levels, concepts from the Chicago Bears, where you got, you know, a guy the uh short, a guy intermediate, and a guy deep. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on zone coverages and the 40 yards, you know, definitely do zone at times. Uh, so we'll see how the Chicago Bears handle it. But if this interior offensive line of Javon Kinlaw, an unproven Javon Kinlaw, very high on Kinlaw, love his ability, love his run stopping ability, finally healthy. Him and Eric Armstead on the interior. Now, last year, Armstead was not on the interior yet against the Chicago Bears. He was still playing on the edge. It was later on that he moved inside. Now we're going to get to see Armstead and Kinlaw together inside stopping this run. If they can have the same effect that Armstead and DJ Jones had, they're going to take a lot of pressure off their secondary. You throw in the fact that Samson Ebicom developed so much in year one in the 49ers system in 2021. He's able to set the edge at a high level in the run game. And now he's putting together tremendous amounts of pass rush skills. Very excited about Ebucom rushing opposite of Nick Bosa. And when you have young players like Braxton Jones, you would like to think you could take advantage of them. Not to mention Evan Jenkins as well, who the Bears were trying maybe to trade. Uh, Not completely sold on him. They went out and, of course, picked up Alex Leatherwood from Las Vegas. So they've got some things they need to figure out on this offensive line. And I think this is the opportunity for the 49ers defensive line to be able to go attack. But if this offensive line is able to handle themselves and able to get this run game going with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, it's going to make it difficult on this 49ers defense. I know that they've added Charverius Ward. 
I know that they have Emmanuel Mosley playing at a high level, but we still have question marks in the secondary. We have a young nickel corner uh, in Samuel Womack. Now, I'm excited about Womack. I think he's got a tremendous amount of ability, but you don't want him to have to cover for four and five seconds. You need this pass rush to be able to get home, and if they can, uh, that's going to that's gonna help. Uh, but how that starts is by stopping the run game, getting the Bears into third and long. Not third and short where Justin Fields has a threat of using his legs, but third and long where you can play off and play under and play tackling underneath those sticks. That's important. We have a question mark, of course, at the safety position. Is George Odom going to start next to Talano Ufonga? And if he does, how are they going to employ using these safeties in the box? Are you going to stay with a two deep look the whole time to help protect them? Uh, if so, you're taking one of those guys out of the box, one of those guys that could help you in the run game. But you want to put one of those guys in the box and leave the other one on an island. I think that is a question mark. Let's see how D'Amico Ryans ends up playing it. But it all starts with this interior run game. If the 49ers are able to stop it, and you could go back and watch the first preseason game. And in fact, if you go on Patreon, you could check out the scouting report and see that when the Bears ran shotgun early in the football game, it wasn't as successful. Tried to run the zone scheme, not as successful. But when they put Justin Fields under center, when they let Montgomery go run the football and they got some of the interior run, runs going, then it opened things up for Justin Fields to be able to run the play action, move the pocket, and then eventually for him to be able to run. Don't get me wrong. I know I didn't make it one of the key matchups, but one of the key matchups in this football game is limiting yards of Justin Fields with his legs. Last year on Halloween, that was where Justin Fields had the most success. Early in that game, throwing short completions, that was great. Later in the game, it was him taking over with his legs. 49ers have to bottle him up. Now, we've seen the method at which they handle this, and that how they do is they go ahead and they, they rush in certain lanes, right? You want your defensive lineman to have rush uh, lane integrity. Make sure you keep your lane so that way he doesn't have avenues to be able to run. But also, if you strategically blitz linebackers, nickel corners, uh, to, and safeties to be able to fill another hole, you make it so he can't be bottled up. Force Justin Fields to complete passes. Now, you don't want him to have time. That's why that pressure needs to get home. But uh, you, you bottle him up and don't allow him to get outside the pocket where he can make things happen. So you want to make sure you get that pressure from that interior defensive line. You want to get the pressure from Bosa and Samson Ebicom on the outside without them going too far upfield and opening avenues and lanes for him to be able to run. If that happens, you collapse the pocket onto Justin Fields, and then you make it more difficult. Now, he has been uh, able to throw the football away during the preseason. I think that's tremendous growth from him. I don't know how many opportunities we're going to have for turnovers. I think there may be a couple if he tries to get the ball out, especially if the 49ers do get a lead on the Chicago Bears. But he's taking care of the ball pretty well. One of those guys that just he can make things happen. He's got you know athletes on the outside to help him as well. And I know a lot of people might not be high on him, but I'm still high on Darnell Mooney. I think he has a lot of ability. The question is, is our Mooney... Carverius Ward going to lock down Darnell Mooney, or are they just going to play it left and right? Let's see what D'Amico Ryans does there. If he goes matchup, just take a guy away, or if he just let, plays it straight. I have a feeling he's going to play it straight. I have a feeling he's going to let E-Man cover him as well. And all the while, we got question marks about Cole Komet, because Cole Komet becomes an absolute uh, matchup problem without Jimmy With Jimmy Ward, the 40 yards would be able to match up Jimmy Ward on him, and you would think that they could at least compete with him. Now, is Komet going to get him? Yeah, he's a good player. Makes a lot of really good football plays, but uh, would Jimmy Ward be able to do that? You don't want Hufanga in those situations. You don't want Hufanga matching up with him. 
my thought process would be somebody like Tarverius Moore or Dante Johnson. So elevating Dante Johnson from the practice squad where he can be the fourth safety and also the sixth uh, corner may give you opportunities for him to be able to go in there and compete. Because size, uh, speed, he'll be able to hang with them. Now, is it going to be as good as Jimmy? No. But you're also going to want to scheme it up as well, right? Disguise coverages. That's something that D'Amico Ryans is going to do. Want a blueprint for how you handle Justin Fields. You go back and watch the way the 49ers handle Russell Wilson. All about disguising coverages early on, bringing blitzes uh, from all different places. And that all starts, though, from stopping the run game. Part of this key matchup, forced third and longs. Whoever wins uh, third down efficiency is probably going to win this football game. We shall see. Maybe that will be in my wild. That's bold. Uh, but yeah, a lot of really, really good football players on both sides. Of course, Chicago is rebuilding with a new coaching staff, getting new players in. 49ers are on the cusp of potentially going deep into the playoffs. They did last year. They did in 2019. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. And I think they're just in different avenues as far as they're handling it. But in week one, never know what can happen. The team's got to show up and execute. The 49ers still have to get it done. Do they have the star power all throughout this roster? Absolutely. Do the Chicago Bears still have potential to be able to go ahead and handle the 49ers on the road if needed? Sure. Uh, you never count on any team, especially a team that's hungry, that's looking to change things from you know what it had before. And I think they are looking to make a change. And now I'm going to get into my wow, that's bold predictions for this game. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Whoa. Really bold. Whoa, you have to go bold on this. Uh, last year, some of my bold predictions worked out. Some of them did not. Uh, but in this one, I'm, I'm going bold, and I'm sticking to that defensive line. Last year, the 49ers sacked Justin Fields four times in that game. I think that this offensive line is not as good as it was last year. I think the 49ers are going to blow up that uh, run game a little bit, and I think they're going to have opportunities on third and medium, third and long to be able to get out after Justin Fields because Fields doesn't turn over the ball and he likes to try to make things happen with his legs. I think that's going to give the 49ers opportunities to make sacks, and I think they will. I don't think it's going to be four sacks this time. I think it's going to be five sacks for the San Francisco 49ers on defense. So that's my defensive. Wow, that's bold. 49ers defense with five sacks against Justin Fields. Nothing against Fields has more to do with his offensive line needing to gel, young players learning how to play the positions. I think that's what how it ends up working out. Uh, and then on offense, my wow that's bold is going to be that the 49ers are going to run the ball just under 35 times. I have them going 33, 34 times, just under 34 to 35 times for just over 200 yards in this football game, getting after it, getting the ball moving, taking the pressure off of, uh, Trey Lance, and I believe Trey Lance is going to throw the ball under 20 times. I think it's actually going to be closer to 16 uh, pass attempts for Trey Lance in this game. Hopefully I'm right, because if that happens, that is a model for victory. Do I think this is going to happen? Don't know. That's why I use bold. I want to know what your wildest bold predictions are as well, so leave that in the comment section, and go bold as, as well, and subscribe. Uh, give the channel a subscription. Really appreciate it. The growth has been enormous. Everyone's been Awesome that comes into chats, catch us for a live one, and you can catch us for a live one at the reaction show. Make sure you join me for the reaction show immediately following the 49ers first Bear games. But also make sure you give the game predictions. Leave it in the comments. 
I'll, I'll get into that and see what you guys say about it. Because uh, I'm interested to see how you guys believe this game is going to go. I've heard everyone talking about blowouts. I've heard close games. I've heard no offense. I've heard tremendous amounts of offense from one or both teams. I'm curious how everyone is going to go with it. Me, on the other hand, it's time for my game prediction. Uh, I've been holding off on this. I've talked to a lot of people during the week, but I would not give my overall score prediction. But I have an idea of how this football game is going to go. I think it's going to be a tough game early on. I really do. I think both teams are going to try to establish the line of scrimmage and get after each other and establish the run game that ends up establishing the run game and is more consistent is going to take the pressure off of their young quarterback and the pressure off of the their defense. I believe the 49ers are going to be that team. They're going to be a little bit more strategic in the way they handle the run game. I think it's going to be a little more eclectic in how they go about it. uh, Not just using the zone, but also using the gap scheme as well. I think that's how they go about it. I think Chris Furster loads up with tight ends could be, or a little bit more difficult without George Kittle if he ends up not playing. That's something that still needs to be decided. But you want these interior offensive linemen moving forward. I think that's what the Niners are going to do. You have Elijah Mitchell back, and I'm excited for everyone to finally see what I saw at practice from Elijah Mitchell. I think he's going to have himself a really, really good game. I think the 49ers run game gets it going. I think the defense does enough. Holds the Bears under 17 points, which isn't easy in this league. But I believe the 49ers do it. I think the 49ers also are going to cover the spread. I think they're going to do a really good job of uh, winning this football game. I think the 49ers win this game 23-13. to 13, uh, Do enough to win, get out week one, and then head home and get ready for the Seattle Seahawks in an NFC West showdown. So let me know what you think about what I said about the 49ers winning 23-13. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, I could easily see this game being closer so if you're a Bears fan, don't worry. It could easily be closer. I don't I don't think this is a foregone conclusion that the 49ers win. However, I think if the 49ers come out with a, a roster that they have and execute, it'll be really difficult for the Bears to win. You never know what you're going to get from a young quarterback like Justin Fields. He could show up in a major way and make things happen. I got Niners winning the football game. I feel pretty confident about the 49ers just from everything I've seen on film. Kyle Shanahan and his coaching staff being farther along the implementation process of their offense and defense with the players that they've brought in. I think it's just uh, two teams at a different point in their development. Uh, we'll see how the Bears continue to develop during the year, and maybe down the road they'll be one of those teams the 49ers have to match up within the playoffs because Trey Lance isn't going anywhere. I don't think Justin Fields is going anywhere either. Both very talented players who are going to make a lot of plays in this. So excited about this game. Week one of the 49ers season is here 49ers versus Chicago Bears. This is going to be absolutely exciting. I hope you guys are all ready for it as well. Check out the shows that come out tomorrow. Cover two with Warren, of course, and Jay in the Bay's What's Good. Uh, We're going to go over his five big things. Those are going to be great. And on Saturday, I'm going to get into the game plan, the X's and O's, how the 49ers plan to attack Chicago Bears defense and what they plan to do on defense to completely him up. Justin Fields, go into the depth of the game plans and how they plan on handling it. It's going to be a fun one, so check that out, 11 a.m. on Saturday. And then, of course, game reaction show on Sunday. Be there, live reaction. You guys can put, you know, comment in chat. We'll have a fun talk. It's going to be a good one. Thank you so much for watching the game preview show. Hope to catch you later on this week. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.